Hey you, thank you for joining me for episode number 38 of Better Regulate Than Never. Oh my gosh, it's summertime for me. Oh my gosh. And it might be summertime for you, depending on where you go to school. Now it's not officially summer, but my school is out for the summer. And I look forward to this time of year every year. And it isn't just because I'm not working, though I always am still doing so many things for work or thinking about work or learning new things for work during summertime. Um, but I also like to focus on other interests and pursuits that I am inter- that I want to do or that I'm interested in because I have more time. And this summer is especially exciting because I'm going to start working on getting my teen coaching business started. I want to get some clients and start creating an avenue for you to get coaching on your specific situations and get some clarity and focus on what steps to make and help you with goal setting and create a successful life for yourself. A life that gets you everything that you have dreamed about. I have so many ideas of how I want to do this and I will be trying them out with you and just keep listening because you will be hearing about it from time to time on this podcast about how things are going and also about how you can work with me if you want to. I thought today would be a great day to talk about challenging yourself. I started reading a book a few months ago called How to Be Comfortable with Being Uncomfortable by Ben Aldridge. And I originally started reading it because I was working on episode number 28, which is discomfort now for reward later. And I was thinking about discomfort, being uncomfortable. So I'm always looking for books that um, give me some ideas and things that I could start thinking about and working on. Um, And this book really was about different ways to try new things and how to get uncomfortable or how to go through the uncomfortableness of doing new, having new experiences or learning new things in life. So it actually just started me thinking about how fun it would be to try new things. And it's so weird because you can think of new things on your own. You don't need a book to tell you about new things that you might want to try. But this book really gave me some fun ideas. And I thought, um, you know, going into the summer break, whether you're in a summer break now, or you're going to be in a summer break soon, this is a great time to think about what new things might you want to do in the summertime with your extra time. Now, some of you will get jobs, and that is an excellent way to explore new territory because you're going to be working with a new set of people that you don't probably know all of. Um, You will have a boss that will have different expectations for you than your teachers have or your parents have. And you may be working with the general population, which is always a treat because there are some mean people out there and you need to know how to deal with all different kinds of personalities. So, um, Sometimes you might get angry and and discouraged during those times, but how do you handle that in a productive way? So all of that is great things to learn and do in the summertime. Um, And hopefully you will have some good people to mentor you through that process. And 
that will be good for you. But I think I want to tell you about some things in this book that you can think about challenging for yourself. And also I'll tell you about the ones that I'm considering. So the first one is to take a cold shower for five minutes. Now, this one is easy in the fact that most people have a shower. And so you don't need to buy any equipment and you don't need any money to do this. You can just do it. But oh my gosh, how hard would this be to actually do? I am not considering doing this one. I don't think I can. I hate being cold. And the book does rate this activity as a seven difficulty, which means it's pretty hard. Isn't that crazy to think taking a cold shower is hard? For me, I can't even imagine doing it. I have heard that cold showers and cold baths actually lift people's moods. And some people that have depression have used this as a therapy that has worked to relieve their depression. (laughs) I am so glad that it has that capability, but I'm not willing to find out. Um, But if you want to test your ability to do hard things, See how taking a five-minute cold shower or bath might just be a new ritual that would be good for you. (laughs) The author says that the mental resistance, because he, I think in the book, if I remember right, he's done all the things that he lists. And then he tells like, um, you know, what his experience was, what he learned in doing that activity or that challenge, which is really cool too. So you may just want to read the book because you can find out what he learned from it. But he said that the mental resistance it took to get into that cold shower, like just standing there thinking, okay, I'm going to do this, um, was really good for him. And he does it first thing in the morning to kind of start his day, wake up his body or whatever. But you could do it anytime that you wanted to do it or whatever worked for you. But again, I am not planning to try that one, but it might be something you could do. Another one it talked about was learning a new language. Now, some of you may already know more than one language, and that is so great. Your brain already has a lot of extra connections that monolinguistic people do not have. I only know English. Um, I went to a small school and it did offer other languages, but I just didn't want to be bothered with learning other languages, which really makes me feel sad now because I don't know why I was thinking that, but, um, many times I do wish that I knew other languages, but I don't think I have what it takes to do the practice and the work it would take to actually learn a new language. There are many different ways to learn new languages now, though. There's so many fun apps and games and stuff that you could do to learn a new language. So I think that's cool. Um, And the author says the difficulty factor is very hard. And I totally believe that because um, I think he said you would have to commit at least 30 minutes a day every day to learn a new language. And so think about the people who will uh, think about the person you would be in a year if you did commit to that and achieve it. It wouldn't just be about learning the new language, which is awesome, but you would be a new person who could plan things and stick to it. That is a very important skill to have no matter what you're trying to pursue. 
My niece's boyfriend, Roger, is practicing the piano for 100 days. He video records himself practicing and he posts a short video every day about a song he practiced. I can't wait to hear from him about all that he has learned about himself in the hundred days, not to mention what a better piano player he will be. The next one is to complete a long distance walk of about 100 miles. You're supposed to choose a distance that will take several days to complete. And it doesn't mean that you will walk 24 hours a day to get there. It just means that you would walk like 20 miles a day, um, until you reached whatever that goal was that you wanted to do. Now, there are people that walk the Appalachian Trail and the Pacific something or other on the California coast, and it all sounds great. Um, I think you would learn a ton about yourself doing it. I'm not really into camping outdoors, so I'm not sure... Um, I kind of think I do want to try this, um, walking a long distance, but I'm thinking about doing it like walking for 20 miles, staying in a hotel, walking for 20 miles, staying in a hotel, (laughs) something like that. Like it would still be challenging, but it wouldn't be like completely crazy because I, I just don't like camping outdoors. It's just not something that I want to do, but I am interested in challenging myself physically by walking a long distance. So there's also something called the Avon three day walk for breast cancer. And they have, um, they have like every year they have it in a different town. And I think that sounds like fun because you, Um, you walk 20 miles a day and you do stay outdoors, but it's kind of more, you're not in the wilderness. You're probably like in some park in the city spending the night or, you know, sleeping on an air mattress in a school or, I mean, like it's, it's not like luxury accommodations at night, but it's not like wilderness either. So I think I could handle that. Um, and you would have a lot of bonding with other people who are walking. So I think that's cool. I think this would be fun to do with my friends and daughter and daughter-in-law and you could travel to a different city every year, do it for a good cause. And so for me, this challenge would check a lot of boxes for things that I'm interested in. Like it's challenging. I would be doing it for the benefit of others. I would get to know new people. And so I think that, I think that would be fun, but you could make up your own, um, like your own track or way that you would do the walk. And then you could just stay in hotels or whatever. And doing it as a family, I think would be such a bonding thing. So think about that. Also, he mentioned running a race and that is similar to the walking one, but um, it would be over in one day. And so if you're not used to running long distances, that could also be challenging. There's all sorts of training guides online to train for a 5k up to an ultra marathon. So if you printed off the guide and you wrote the training down on the calendar, um, and moved forward towards that goal every day, um, it would be amazing at the end because you would be willing to do something, say what you're, you know, say what you're going to do, follow through with it. You would be a different person at the end of that time. Um, not to mention being more physically fit. What about solve a Rubik's cube? I didn't even need, need, I didn't even realize you could learn 
to solve the Rubik's cube. I thought you just had to be like super smart with math or something, um, which of course there are people super smart with math that probably did figure it out on their own. But I guess there is like actual algorithms and patterns and stuff to learn that you could solve a Rubik's cube. So when I was a teenager, I had a Rubik's cube because everybody had a Rubik's cube. Um, and I could solve one side, but that's really like nothing because most people could solve one side. Um, and I thought that solving the whole thing seemed impossible. So I just kind of didn't try to do the whole thing. But now I'm realizing that there are instructions and steps and plans on how to learn how to do it. So this one I'm willing to try. I mean, I like puzzles. I like challenging my mind. I like learning new things. So this one seems to doable. So I think I'm going to try this one out. Here's one that I've already done and I am so grateful for, for and I am going to do it the rest of my life. And that's be an early riser. Uh, ben suggested in the book, getting up two hours before you need to. Now that is too early for me because I get up at 420, which is one hour earlier than I need to in order to get ready. And I'm not willing to get up at 320. That's just, just too, too early. But 420 has been perfect for me because I can get my coffee and be ready to set down at 430, which, you know, is the time I want to start doing whatever the work is, um, or whatever the activity is. And I've been doing this for many, many years, and I really like it. And I used to always use the time to exercise, whether it was ride my bike or do yoga or do strength training or, um, do all, I used to do all sorts of different kinds of programs and I really enjoyed it. And I, I would like to, at some point get back to the exercise in the morning. Cause it really, I never missed exercise when I did it in the morning. Cause there's nothing else to do at four twenty in the morning other than that. Um, but I did for a while just for something different. I tried a 50 minute meditation and you kind of have to work up to 50 minutes of meditation. That's a long time. Um, and actually what you were supposed to work up to was like an hour and a half, but I was just like, I don't think I want to do that. Um, but it is, it is really nice to have that quiet time and to be thinking about really important things or to be thinking about nothing. Um, and for the last year, I've been using that hour in the morning to work on my podcast. So um, you can fill the time with whatever you want it to be, whether it's something, you know, some new things you want to try or just time to yourself. It really creates more time in your day. And it's like so amazing to have that time. So here's some other things like learn to say really hard to pronounce words or even learn how to spell them. And what about sleeping all night outside in a bivy bag? I didn't even know what this was, but I guess it's like just like a sleeping bag, but you sleep in it without a tent. So it's like just laying a sleeping bag on the ground and staying all night in it. Sounds terrible. <laughs> um, one was don't take any acetaminophen or any kind of pain relievers when you normally would. So if you get a headache, just write it out and till it's over instead of trying to relieve it. Now, I'm not sure that this is easy for someone that really, you know, has really terrible headaches or whatever. I, you know, you'd have to decide this one for yourself, but it might be interesting to at least be aware of how much you might be reaching for a bottle of aspirin when you could wait and see if sleep or hydration or something might take care of it. 
eating something unfamiliar. Now, this is something that I have gotten better about as I've gotten older. I used to be such a picky eater. When I was in elementary school, if my mom didn't prepare the food, I wouldn't eat it. So school lunch was out, of course, and really, well, we never really ate out very much. Um, I guess I can't say I didn't eat the food. Like if I went to McDonald's or something, I ate the food because it was good and fun, the happy meals or whatever. But um, like potlucks or going to a friend's house or whatever, I just hated eating any food that my mom didn't make. So um, I think when I was in first grade, which is when we would have been eating school lunch for the first time, because kindergarten was only a half day when I went to kindergarten. So um, first grade was when you could eat school lunch. And I remember my teacher told my mom that I never ate anything. So she started sending me with a lunch from home. And I did that until high school. Um, now I still, in high school, I still, my mom would still send my lunch quite a bit, but I would start eating the school lunch if it was certain things that I liked, but I still don't like to eat food that I'm unfamiliar with, or I don't know what it is, or it sounds weird. Um, I've tried a few new things, but I really don't like to do it. Now I would draw the line at eating crickets or brains or spiders. And those are some of the things on his list. Now I am not telling you to be dangerous or unsafe. Please don't do that. But there are actually places where you can get these weird kinds of food. And, um, so it definitely would be a challenge to try to eat that kind of stuff. So if you like that kind of challenge, go for it. Try meditation. Now I said that I had, um, that was one of the things that I tried during my hour in the morning. It's definitely a practice that you have to do over and over. It's not just something that you can figure out right away. Um, but you can get an app on your phone or watch a YouTube video about meditation. And I do see some really great things about it. So it could help you change some of your thinking. So it's probably good. Learn how to do origami. Um, following the instructions. You need to have a lot of concentration and patience. So I could see where that would be a good one. Give a public speech to an audience of strangers. Um, now some people fear public speaking more than they fear death. So if you could make yourself get on stage and do a speech, you can overcome pretty much any fear in life. Read a technical book, maybe one on quantum physics, or maybe a book on philosophy. I remember trying to do this one in my early adult life. Um, I tried to read L. Ron Hubbard's Dianetics. Oh my gosh, there were whole paragraphs in that book that I didn't even understand at all. I didn't even understand any of the words. And I just didn't have the patience to read through a book that I didn't understand. So I didn't, didn't finish it. But it is good to challenge your mind in that way. Face of Fear. Oh my gosh. This one reminded me of the time that I went zip lining with my friends in Branson. I have a fear of heights, but I wanted to try zip lining. And you have a lot of harnesses on you, and it's kind of like swinging through the trees. And I was so proud of myself because I wasn't that scared to do it. I couldn't believe how easy it seemed, especially since you're up high and I don't like heights. But when we got to the last tower, that was 100 feet off the ground, by the way. They told us that the only way down was to jump. 
oh my gosh, literally you had to walk off of the hundred foot tower into nothing, free fall for 70 feet, and then they would lower you down softly the final 30 feet. I was terrified and I, I started crying because I didn't want to do it. And I thought, surely there is another way to get off of here. Maybe there's a secret staircase or an elevator. Nope. The only way down was to jump off this tower. <laughs> After realizing that I didn't want to be on the tower the rest of my life, I walked off of that ledge. Oh my gosh, the fall was terrible. And I just held on to the rope harness thing and groan screamed all the way down. <laughs> it only took seconds. And then it, then I was softly planted on the ground. And I am glad that I did it now, but I don't think I would do it again. <laughs> Sometimes you will be in situations like that where you just have to walk off the ledge, feel the feelings and move on. Good lesson for us all. How about talk to a stranger? I love this one. And even if, I mean, I, it, this is, this one's really not hard for me because I love people. Um, but I do get lazy about this. Like I just kind of walk through my life doing my thing and I don't bother to really talk to anyone else. And I want to do better about this. So of course, I'm not telling you to do anything dangerous or unsafe. Please don't do that. But we, a lot of times just ignore the people around us when we're out and about, and we really should strike up conversations with people. We may meet people that, um, are really important and we might learn something new or just, it feels good to be nice to people. So I'm definitely going to try this one. Um, I'm just going to try to be more impactful in my life and not be ignoring people, um, because it's so easy to do. Thank you for listening today. I hope you have been inspired to challenge yourself this summer. Do something different. Ask your friends or family to try some of these with you. It could be such a growing experience for you. Send me a message about your experience and what you are learning about yourself. Every day you get to choose your thoughts. Choose wisely. Talk to you soon.